Welcome to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So stay with us as right now we present. And welcome to another episode of Positive Talk Radio. I'm very pleased and excited to introduce you to my new friend. Her name is Lauren Fonville. She is a coach and she is an EFT practitioner of the highest order. And she does a lot of great stuff with, with her clients. She works to help people get rid of, I don't know if get rid of the to manage stress and anxiety in work and in life. Um, it's a it's a difficult process for some of us, especially. Um, I was I was talking. Um, by the way, Lauren, thank you for being here. I appreciate you having. Thank me. you for having me. Um, I was talking just on the show on Monday because um, there 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 were so many people that that uh, are not necessarily aware of what what happened over the weekend, uh, where there was another mass shooting. And uh, I felt compelled because I was walking my little dog and I live in a 55 plus um, gated community. So it's, it's safe here. Mm -hmm. Nobody comes here unless they, um, unless they're supposed to be here. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's never, it's never a problem. We always, um, we don't have people wandering through. And so I was walking down the street and one of my neighbors was out and he likes to get out and garden and do, and just putter around. And he was wearing a sidearm. And I was thinking to myself, why would he need to wear a gun um, in this 55 plus community when it's perfectly safe, it's quiet, nobody's here. And I was thinking, you know, it must be, it's amazing to me the amount of anxiety and stress that is going around in our society right now that would force a guy to not even feel safe where it's absolutely safe. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it makes it really hard uh, for people, I suppose. I mean, I don't, I don't think, I don't have a lot of anxiety or stress, but uh, I guess some people really do. Um, and is it, so I guess my first question for you would be when you're working with people about their anxiety and stress, is it, is it more work? Is it more personal life? Is it, is it, are they all, is it all connected? Yeah, I think it is all connected. I mean, a lot of times people will come to me because they're, you know, uh, experiencing anxiety in their, in their, personal life, but you know, like, especially when you're an entrepreneur, there, there's a real blur between entrepreneur life and, and personal life. And one definitely impacts the other. Um, as much as sometimes we try to, you know, put things in a box and leave work at work, it doesn't always, doesn't always work like that. And um, they can, they can affect each other for sure. And um, yeah, so you know, sometimes people come with, come to me because they're they're feeling stuck in their in their work and they want to um, they want to put themselves out there more, but there's this fear of of doing so, right? And so we'll we'll work on we'll work on that. But then often that will relate back to something that happened to them in childhood, and then it goes down a whole other path. So you never know where it goes. <laughs> well, how do you work with people that? would like to 
I, I know a lot of people that are saying, you know, I want to live my passion. I want to live my life to the fullest. Mm -hmm. um, and and, the, and my career just doesn't cut it. I really want to do something unique and special, but I'm scared to death mm -hmm. to do that because my family tells me, are you crazy? You've got a good job. You just need to make the money. And, and maybe when you're retired or you're old, you can do something like that, but you can't do anything like that now. And, mm -hmm. and your friends are like, have you lost your mind and, and stuff? And, but you've got this calling in your heart to go do something unique and special. Mm -hmm. How do you help them deal with all of that stuff that is yeah. in their world? Yeah. So all of that is, is the external world, right? All these things that are happening outside of us, these things that people are saying or uh, what you have seen in your life, you know, um, or what your parents have said to you, work is work, money doesn't grow on trees, you know, <laughs> all I of that. that. Yeah. And, and that stuff gets programmed. It gets programmed uh, subconsciously. And, um, but I think when, when you have that deeper calling or that knowing that you were meant for more, and sometimes you're lucky enough to know what that thing is. And other times you're, it's this idea of like, well, what is it? This can't be it. What, what's my, what is my purpose? Right. Um, and so it's this idea that, um, you know, the external world can really impact our internal world, how we, how we feel and how we think, but then just as powerfully, our internal world can has, have just as big an, a, as an, an impact on our external world. And so I, uh, I really help my clients to try and peel back those layers to really access that inner voice because I am someone who believes that we really all do have the answers within, but sometimes they're buried really, really deep, those answers. And, um, and sometimes that means that we have to look at past experiences or events that have happened in our lives that we haven't processed yet. And um, doing so with, with care and gently is what EFT, the emotional freedom technique, really helps you do in, in a safe way so that you can do so comfortably. Because, you know, if you're someone who has had lots of traumatic experiences or even just lots of experiences that have these uncomfortable emotions attached to them that you haven't allowed yourself to feel, right? Like maybe you have... Uh, been burying down feelings of anger or feelings of sadness because you don't want to feel them because they're so uncomfortable. And that's something that you really need to examine to get to that place of peace and ease and being able to an answer those um, those questions that, that you have and find those answers within. So um, I know that that, that that may sound a little that may sound a little out there, but it's it's amazing how the subconscious mind works and how this is a tool that can really help you access that those things. Not for me. Doesn't sound out there. It's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it sounds really, really real. Mm -hmm. And a lot of us think that we may have heard our inner voice, but we're not sure. How do you know? How do you help people identify that inner voice? Yeah. Uh, I think it starts by, by quieting, quieting the mind um, and, and addressing some of that external clutter. 
um, so that you can so that you can hear that inner voice. Um, and that can that can take time. That can that can take a lot of time, but it's a journey worth going on for sure. Is it something that meditation can help with and quieting your mind and and now can you so tell I'm going to ask you a question that that okay. maybe I'm crazy. <laughs> I will ask my inner mind questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I will say what do you think about this or what do you think about doing that or and then I wait and I will always get an answer. Mm-hmm. Now where is that answer? You know, some people say, well, I think you're crazy. Well, where is that answer coming from? Because it always is very astute mm-hmm. and it's always clear as far as what is telling me that what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's in line with that. So, yeah. but where does that come from? Ah, million dollar question. I'm not sure I can answer where it comes from, but what I can say is that, yes, meditation is something that can help help with that. A lot of my clients struggle with meditation, though, because I hear them say, I can't turn my brain off. You know, there's too many thoughts, um, you know, the monkey mind, all, all of that. And I do find, and I found this myself personally, too, that tapping, um, which is tapping on certain points of your body while you're saying out loud how you're feeling, helps to... Um, helps to clear some of those thoughts out of the way and then makes it a little bit easier for people to begin to meditate because instead of trying to, you know, just let the thought float on by as, as, as some people will say to try and do, it's like, uh, let me just say what the thought is. You know, I have this worry about my kid doing X, Y, and Z, whatever it may be. And Uh, And it makes me feel scared, nervous, whatever, Uh, however it makes you feel. You're just acknowledging how it makes you feel. And then in doing that, you begin to create a little bit of distance from that from that thought or feeling. And then you can begin to look at it a little differently. And when you look at things a little bit differently, you begin to feel differently. So when you start to gain a different perspective, everything begins to shift. Now. I have a son he's, who's uh, 34, and one of the things he's always said to me is, I'll say, how you doing? How you doing? And he'll say, oh, I, I didn't sleep very well last night. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, why didn't you sleep very well last night? And he said, well, I could not turn my brain off. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about all the things I need to do or want to do or can't do or, or all of those things, and I just couldn't uh, set it aside. And tapping can help with that, it, it, it can't it? I mean, it can it can help you relax your your brain so that you can um, fall asleep. Because if you don't get any sleep, you're just going to have another anxiety filled day the next day mm-hmm. and stress filled and all that, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of the reason why those thoughts start to take over is because we aren't allowing ourselves to feel the feelings that are associated with those. Aha. Yeah. So if we allow ourselves the time and the space to do that, then the thought doesn't feel as powerful because there isn't all of this energy whirling around with it. <laughs> and I mean, an added benefit of tapping in general is is better sleep. Um, it's been shown to help with in, insomnia. So there's always that, too. <laughs> that is important because, you know, when you can't sleep, it affects everything about you. Mm hmm. 
That's the truth. That's the truth. When we're tired, we can't think straight. When you can't think straight, you can't make good decisions. That leads to more stress and anxiety. So it can be a nasty loop that you get yourself caught in. Or leads to more bad decisions. Mm -hmm. And then, then you're continuing to go down that road of bad decisions rather than to stop it and say, whoa, I need to stop and, and redo this. How do you get, how do you encourage people to stop and reset everything? Yeah. Uh, well, at first I think, you know, there has to be a willingness to do that. There's definitely people in my life who I'm like, oh, they really need to take a breather, you know, but you can't want it for somebody else. Um, and so I, and I think, you know, at least with a lot of my clients, it's like, they've come to me at a point where they're so overwhelmed or they're so stressed out. They're, they're re ready to figure something out. Um, and so I think that, that willingness to look at things and be willing to feel the feelings, um, because as I like to say, you got to feel it to heal it. And, um, and that isn't always easy. But it can be it can be really, really powerful. Do you find that you have better success with women to feel it, to heal to heal it, to feel it? Or what did you say again? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta feel it to heal it. Do you have better success with women in that respect? Because a lot of guys bury their feelings so deeply mm -hmm. they don't even know why what's driving them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I will say that I work with more women than men, but I think as long as, regardless of if you're a man or a woman, as long as you are ready to, to really hold space for yourself and, and look at these things and, and examine some of the, the past experiences and those emotions, that, that it, can, it will work for anyone. I would, I would hope so because it, so let's talk about what exactly it is that we're talking about. Cause we haven't mentioned it yet. Let's, let's lay it out for folks so that they can get an idea. Yeah. It's, it's very much like, um, acupuncture without the, without the needles. Yeah, exactly. That's how I like to describe it. Um, so instead of needles, we're applying acupressure to some of those same points of the body that an acupuncturist would put needles in. Uh, but then there's this added component of as we tap on these different points, we also speak out loud, um, describing how it is that you feel. So this is a tool that can help with physical pain or emotional pain. Um, and I, I often describe it as uh, like an adult game of Simon Says, right? So this can be done virtually. You don't have to be in the same physical space as someone. Um, and the practitioner basically asks you a bunch of questions about what's bothering you, what you've got going on, how you're feeling. And then they take that information and create uh, short phrases. And then we use those phrases as we as we tap on these different points um, and then uh, really focusing on the emotion. And as you're doing that and saying, saying how you feel out loud, you begin to maybe notice other things, maybe other thoughts begin to come up into your mind. And sometimes they make sense to you. Maybe there may, might be a direct correlation as to why you're thinking the way that you that you do, right? So if you have a fear of public speaking, let's say, and you're thinking about like, oh God, that last time I got up in front of everybody, I totally forgot my words. And so you're you have that thought of this last experience with that, right? There's a direct correlation in that, and that makes sense. Whereas maybe you have a memory pop up of um, 
I don't know, a teacher yelling at you when you were in elementary school. And then our conscious mind tries to make sense of that. And that doesn't make sense. Like that was forever ago. That has nothing to do with why I'm feeling the way that I'm feeling today. <laughs> oh yeah, it does. But yes. Oh yeah, it does. There is a connection there. And so whether you can make sense of it right away or not, it is something, th these things come up into our, into our conscious mind for a reason. And the reason is not to ignore it, but the reason is to explore it. And so then we create new uh, phrases using this new memory or thought that has come up to mind. And, um, and it kind of works like that. And one th thought really need, leads to the next. And you can be really surprised with where that goes. Um, and, and it often goes somewhere that you really never would have expected. I mean, my first introduction to tapping was very much like that. Uh, I was dealing with a lot of anxiety and stress, and I was having a lot of um, physical pain in my neck and my jaw because I have TMJ. And when I get stressed, I get a flare. And I, when I found out that tapping could help with physical pain, I, um, I had some one-on-one -on -one sessions and I, and through the process, what started off with me feeling really frustrated that I was in pain uh, led me to feeling uh, really, then I started feeling really angry and the anger was coming from, um, being angry at a dentist who uh, dislocated my jaw to get my wisdom teeth out. And that was how uh, my TMJ first started after that wisdom teeth removal surgery. And, um, and I didn't realize like how much anger I was still holding on to because that was like, years and years later. And then it was these feelings of betrayal because I didn't know that uh, the dentist was going to do that, that that was even a possibility. And then I had what I felt like was an unrelated thought uh, which was a memory of a betrayal by a friend, completely, you know, unrelated to this particular situation. And I didn't, and that's, I said that to the practitioner and she said, we're going to tap on it anyway. <laughs> and so then we were tapping on the, on the, this particular situation that I had with this friend. And ultimately it led me to feeling sad that the friendship had ended. So what started as me feeling really frustrated that I was dealing with this physical pain in my jaw ended with me feeling really sad that I had lost a uh, friendship. And in the beginning, the practitioner asked me to rate my pain on a scale of one to 10. And I had said it was about an eight. And at the end of the session, she again asked me to check back in with that pain. And it was at a two. And that really just blew me away. I, I was not, uh, <laughs> I was not expecting that at all. And, um, and I was hooked after after that. It became very clear to me that there was an emotional component to my uh, to my physical pain, and and you know, and then that led me to explore more emotions that I'd been holding onto that I hadn't processed, and it's been a journey. <laughs> well, and thank you for for going deeper into. Uh, the pain that you were feeling, because at, at, at first I thought you were saying a P and J uh, sandwich or something, uh, you know, peanut butter and jelly, but uh, it, it wasn't that. It was J. It's J. TMJ. So it's basically when your your jaw can lock up. Sometimes it locks completely closed. Um, and oh, that's yeah. gotta be frustrating. Yeah, it's very frustrating. You can't eat certain foods. Um, and I had been doing all sorts of things. I had gone to the dentist and I got this like night guard thing that I wear at night because it you're clenching your teeth and there's all this tension there, which just makes everything tight and worse. And 
Um, and I was, you know, e uh, eating soft foods, trying to avoid things that would trigger it. I was doing um, peppermint oil, rubbing, rubbing peppermint oil on my, on my jaw, trying to get it to relax. And none of those things were really helping too much. And then I did this tapping thing and within an hour noticed a significant difference in my pain level. And I, it was like, light bulb. Okay. There is clearly a connection with the emotions that I've been storing in my body that I have not, you know, been allowing myself to feel or acknowledge these past situations. So I'm happy to say that I have not had a flare, uh, a flare up like that since, since finding tapping. Um, sometimes, you know, sometimes my TMJ will bother me, but um, it's also an indicator for my body now that, okay, there's something going on. What else is going on? What am I not, you know, what am I not acknowledging? And it's, it's a clue, right? And so we really need to cultivate that relationship with our body and really begin to listen to our body and what our body is telling us. And, um, and you, you'll never be sad that you did that. Because if we don't listen to our body, when it's whispering, we end up having to listen to our body scream. And, and nobody enjoys that. No, nobody does. By, by the way, <clears throat> my, uh, excuse me, my ex-wife would have really enjoyed it had I had that. And my jaw was, uh, you know, like, <laughs> but, but that, you know, what do you do? Uh, but I'm glad that, first of all, I'm glad you're feeling better. Thank you. Secondly, it it just goes to show you that it's not necessarily all physical. That has to do with your energy and mm. how your how your energy is flowing through your body and how it's being held up by certain things, and that is part of your emotional uh, makeup and part of and all of that. So it's all connected, and a lot of people don't really. That, that's that's why. You know, when I was young, <clears throat> acupuncture was considered to be a really weird out there Eastern mm -hmm. medicine thing. And now it's, it's mainstream um, as tapping is getting to be more mainstream as well, because it's all and energy is becoming everybody's becoming a lot more in tune with it. Mm -hmm. um, and do you work with do you work with energy as far as doing things like uh, um, muscle testing and stuff, too? Um. I, I mean, I do some of that like on my own. I'm not uh, super well versed in that. So I don't, uh, I don't always, you know, sometimes I'll experiment with a client, but it's not something that like I, I regular, regularly use with clients, but it is something that I have been uh, playing around with myself. It is the darndest thing mm -hmm. when you, when you talk about uh, energy and, and because uh, what I do and tell me if this makes sense to you, what I do is I take my to my fingers and I put them together like this. Yep. And then I ask myself a question. Yep. And if the and if and the the agreement is if the if the fingers pull apart, then it's no. If they stay together, it's yes. Yes. And yeah. So that's 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 one way to do it. One one of the ways that I like to do it because sometimes I struggle with that. I'll get in my head like, am I letting it go? You know, am I doing? But um, I don't know if you've ever uh, used a pendulum, but I have mine oh, yes. right here. Mind, yes. Yeah. And so I'll do the same thing. And you know, yes is usually forward and back, and no is left to right. Um, but yeah, it's pretty amazing how how that works. It, it really is something. So if, you, if you're listening to this today, I want you to try this. 
Just put your fingers together like that, and then just pull them pull them apart, just like a normal. Not not have to rank on them or whatever, but but if it's if the answer is as an example, is Lauren a really good guess? <laughs> Yay! <laughs> and you know, so it, and it's real strong, you know. And whereas if I were to say, I don't know, uh, well, never mind. I won't test it anymore because. But but that's just. It's just the energy that we all have. Yeah. Um, and if we recognize that, then we can utilize it in a better way. And it's just like if you've got something deep, dark that you've buried because there is no outlet for it. I want to talk to you about that a little bit if I can. Okay. Um, there are some things that happens in our lives that there is no positive outlet for you to, to, for you to take it, and and to and to get rid of it, uh, and does that make sense? Because I'll give you an example. It's like um, I had a couple friends that w- when my wife left, they left as well, and then they went about doing some things that that I didn't find to be savory or above board, and talking to different people and things. But everyone left. And so there was no one to talk about it with anymore. Mm-hmm. So I ended up just having to let it go and bury it. Um, and where do you where do you advocate that someone without without saying you know you couldn't need a therapist? Um, but where how do you help somebody get through and unbury some of those things that that we intentionally bury because it's too painful to keep thinking about? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that makes me think of a client who basically had been burying down all these feelings of sadness, all these feelings of, of grief. She had uh, lost people in her life and she just really did not allow herself to feel any of it. She just shoved it away um, and just kept on powering, powering through. Um, and that was working for her for a, a period of time. But then she started to feel sick and, um, and depressed and really sad. And she came to me with all of this anxiety. And she described the idea of even thinking about feeling this sadness that she has been avoiding for years. It makes her feel like she's standing on the edge of a cliff. And if she, if she feels it, she's going to jump off and she's never going to be able to come back from it. There's like no return from it. Right. And so that's, that's a real fear. That's a real fear that it's going to, um, you know, negatively impact you in some way. And so the beautiful thing about tapping is that if your fear of feeling the feeling is that intense, let's say it's a 10 out of 10, you start there and you could say something as you're tapping on, on, on your body, like, even though, I'm feeling, I'm feeling really scared to feel the sadness right here, right now. I'm okay. Even though I'm really, really scared to feel all of this sadness that I've suppressed, I love and accept myself. And you tap on that and you keep, you could keep saying, I'm scared to feel the feelings. I'm really scared to feel the feelings. I'm scared of this sadness. And you notice, you just begin to notice where your mind goes. What, like, why, like other thoughts of why maybe that might come up or, um, maybe it's that you'll really miss somebody, or maybe it's that 
you know, you didn't get to say something to somebody before they passed or whatever it is, right? Whatever the fear, whatever's associated with those fears are going to begin to make their way to the surface. And you can gently tap on that fear until that fear becomes low enough that then you can begin to approach that emotion that has been stuffed down. And so it can take time. But again, the practice really does meet you, meet you where you are. So you never have to like dive in the, in the deep end and feel all the feelings and, you know, relive the trauma and all of that. Like, no, you do it in a very, in a very gentle way. Does it work with anger? Yeah, I think it can. I mean, I think a lot of time anger is, um, is, is like a cover emotion, you know, we're angry. We're really angry about something. But underneath it, maybe we're sad. Maybe we're disappointed. Oh. Yeah. I get it now. Mm-hmm. I get it. You can be angry about something that somebody did something to you, but what you're really, you know, the real emotion is sadness because you no longer have them as a friend. Right. Right. Ah, that gets complicated. That's why we need people like you to figure it out. <laughs> Because that's that's really is important. By the way, we're talking with uh, Lauren and go to mindshiftwithlauren.com and you can find out a lot of information about her, uh, how she works, the services she offers, and client uh, love and and people that have uh, worked with her and stuff like that. So it's it's important. Again, that that um, website is mindshiftwithlauren.com and that's 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 an important, an important thing that you're doing. How do you now? I know you got started doing this because of your jaw, um, and but was this something that you had thought about before, or was this completely out of the blue? Yeah, no, I definitely had not. I didn't even know about it. I had never, I had never heard of it. I was, you know, going through a time in my life where I was dealing with a lot of anxiety and stress. I had recently signed up for a yoga teacher training. Um, and I was, I was using yoga as a way to try and try and move energy. I was introduced to Reiki and then I joined a coaching program and it was in that coaching program that the coach brought in an EFT practitioner. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. A little weird, but all right, you know, I'm feeling stressed out. Let me just tap along with this. It was a group session and I found myself feeling feeling calmer, you know, my body didn't feel that tenseness, that, that, that anxiety and stress. And I was like, well, that is weird. Like something, something's happening here. Then I, uh, and then I just kept, kept with it. And then I had those one-on-one sessions. And then it was really after the one-on-one sessions where I, I really felt a distinct difference in my pain levels and, you know, really began to make that correlation between the mind and the body that, uh, that I really got hooked and continued to tap and eventually went on to get certified so that I could share it with others. Now, um, I don't know that we've really talked about, we've mentioned Reiki a lot on the program, but I'm not sure that we've actually said what it is and how it helps people. And since you are a Reiki practitioner, can you kind of go through that just a little bit about how it works and, and it's the energy then, and well, I'll shut up. So Reiki is a form of Japanese energy healing, 
And it is this idea that the Reiki practitioner is channeling energy and sending it into the, into the client. Uh, when I, I think everybody, you know, I think all practitioners might do it a little, a little bit differently. Um, to me, it's, it's, it's an intuitive practice too. It's noticing what, what I feel, how you, how someone's energy feels, um, and, you know, the best way to, for me to describe that is, you know, that because sometimes it's hard to, to describe energy, right? But like that idea that if you come home, you're in a great mood, right? Let's say you're in a, in a wonderful mood, you come home from work, and your, uh, whether it's your child or your spouse is sitting on the couch, and they haven't even turned around yet as you walk through the door, but you can feel the energy in the room. You can feel that something is off, right? Like that, right. that kind of thing. And so um, it's kind of like that. So when I'm doing Reiki, it's like having your, uh, your hands uh, either like gently, uh, gently touching on their on their body or uh, hovering above their body, and just feeling the flow of energy, feeling where energy might uh, feel a little a little bit clogged. Um, sometimes when I do that, I um, will get a, a picture in my mind of something. Um, and I often will just share whatever is coming to my mind. Sometimes it makes sense to the to the client. And sometimes it's like, I'm not really sure exactly what that means. I try to think about what I think it means and see if that interpretation, you know, hits for them. But like an example of one of one of the most powerful sessions I had was um, I was I was doing Reiki on a woman and I got my hands to about over her her hips and I found myself kind of like slowly moving in a circle like my my body was kind of moving in a circle and I was like what am I doing like what is happening right now and I was like am I dancing no and I and I said to her I'm like I, this is gonna sound crazy I don't know what it means but I'm like I feel like I'm hula hooping and she and she said oh my gosh I love to hula hoop I have a weighted hula hoop out in my garage and I love to go out there and turn on the music and just hula hoop and I was like well have you not done that in a while or something because like it feels like I really want to do it and she's like yeah no I have not done it in a while I was like well your body is like screaming for you to go hula hoop um and so it was just that I think also that message of you know, incorporating playfulness and, um, and fun and, and lightness into, into your day. But I mean, I, I didn't, I'd never met this woman before. I had no idea that she was into hula hooping. And then I found myself like hula hooping, you know? So, um, it, yeah. So these different visions come up or I feel things, I share them as they, as they arise. And, uh, we try to make sense of it together. If it isn't like one of those automatic, like, Oh yeah, I know what that means kind of thing. Do you find that, uh, people are becoming a lot more open to this kind of energy work than they have been, than they were in the past? Um, I would say so. I, I, I would say it's also becoming just um, more well known too. I mean, with, especially with, with tapping, because I feel like tapping is also being incorporated into, into a lot of coaching programs. And, um, and with 
with helping people with their mindset around around their business. Um, so it's not only for anxiety, but it's just for mindset in, in general. And I think because of that, at least in the coaching world, it has become um, more, more wide known. Because it, you know, energy is something that Einstein proved way back when that energy never dies it just it just changes form mm -hmm. and tesla 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 mm -hmm. and did the same thing mm -hmm. and and he said you know energy is is an important part it has in western science and western medicine that is not something that is generally thought of as a as a normal thing they and so energy work is not something that they do in like you'll never see a reiki practitioner in a hospital uh working well, it, it is becoming it is becoming uh a thing to have reiki practitioners at the hospital I know oh that's a good it, thing it, yeah it is it's um not all the hospitals but there are certain programs and there have been studies that have been done of uh recovery times and pain levels of people who have had Reiki done before and after a, a surgery and those that have not. So it, it's pretty, it's pretty cool when you can, when you can see some of the studies like that. Well, you know, it, it is really cool because in today's society with opiates and fentanyl and all of that stuff that we're trying to get away from giving, especially in the hospitals, they're trying to give a, get away from giving pain medication to people. So coming up with a natural way to eliminate pain or to lessen its effect would be a really cool thing. And Reiki is capable of doing that. So I'm glad that uh, it's probably not in any of the Catholic hospitals I'm aware of, though. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> but it should be. Yeah. Because, you know, anything that anything that we can do to um, alleviate pain and and make it easier for people, that that's what we should be doing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and then that makes me think, cause I also play singing bowls like crystal alchemy. Oh, I love those. Yeah. And those, those can help with pain too. You know, the idea behind, behind the crystal bowls is that as you play the bowls, the vibration of the bowl syncs up with the vibration of your body because at our smallest molecular level, we are vibrating and so the vibration from the bowl syncs up with the vibration of the body to help get that energy moving. I mean, all of these different modalities are all just different tools to get the energy moving. And I always like to remind people that the definition of emotion is energy in motion. So it's this idea that our emotions are designed to move. They want to be felt. They want to move. They don't want to be stuffed down and ignored and stay stagnant in the body. They need you to feel it. They need you to cry. They need you to yell. They need you to, they need you to allow yourself to feel the feelings so that they can move through you and not stay stuck in the body. And for those of you that may be going, I don't know, that's, that's weird and, and it's mm -hmm. kind of out there and stuff, I want to remind you of something. If you're driving in your car and you're listening to music and your favorite song comes on, how does it make you feel? It makes you feel vibrant and a little bit more alive and happy, and that is nothing more than the positive energy that is coming through you from the music. And uh, the same thing if it's a song you hate, it can lower your vibration at the same time. So mm -hmm. it's not as weird as people might think. That is the truth. 
Sing it from the rooftops. Yes. <laughs> exactly. And are you finding that there are more people that are that are searching out this kind of uh, um, modality? Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I, I lead lots of lots of workshops and um, and and people come to them. People are curious. You know, I will say the participation at the workshops where you know, people are voluntarily coming versus when I'm hired to go into an organization and, and give the workshop. There's yeah, obviously more, <laughs> more skeptics in that sort of situation. Um, but I really haven't encountered, uh, nah, maybe one time, one time I, I had a, a real skeptic in a workshop, but it's like, you know, I, I'm not here. I'm not here to convince anyone of anything. I'm if you if you are open to trying it. If you are, I, here's the thing. If you are dealing with whether it be physical, emotional, mental issues, right, like pain, you're going to get to a point where you're willing to try anything to feel better. And if you're at that point, then give this a try and see if it's going to be the thing that's going to make you feel better. Because why not, <laughs> right? Like why exactly. not? Exactly. Especially if you are in pain mm -hmm. and you want to get out of pain, it's important for you to do everything within your power because what ends up happening if you stay in pain and it gets continues to get worse and then you start going down the road of, of, of I have a relative who's had 15 surgeries of various parts of her body and, and stuff. And, and it's just a never ending never ending thing when it gets it, when you allow it to go down that way. So anything that you can do to stop that would be, would be infinitely preferable. And, and that's what you do. If somebody wants to contact you, Lauren, how do they do it? They can go to mindshiftwithlauren.com. And then I also have a free masterclass, which goes into a lot more of the science behind tapping. And that's mindshiftwithlauren.com forward slash masterclass. And you can learn all about that. And if somebody wants to contact you, can they contact you from your website? Absolutely. They can find all my all my information there um, and all my socials, too, where they can contact me through any of those ways. And yeah. you are delightful. Oh, you really thank are. you. I would love to have you back and talk more about this and because it really is. It, when you get past a certain point, when you're, when you're saying, okay, there's a – there's a lot of, th if you don't know why, when you turn on your radio, the music starts to play um, because it's, it's a vibration that is coming from another source that's coming to you. That's come playing played through your radio. If, if, if you don't think that's weird, this is no weird, more weird than that. Yes. I'm I'm with you. <laughs> because, because you know it's 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 like people go, well, you know, you, you I can't see it. It right. must not be able to be working. And it's like, well, turn on your radio, turn on your TV. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it, it, go to your it, it's nothing it's just wavelengths. It's just mm -hmm. energy. Yeah, you gotta feel it. <laughs> You got to feel it. And if you have somebody who's versed in the, in the art form of doing it, then you can shorten the learning curve to a great degree. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of power in having somebody guide you through the process and holding space for you and being witness to the transformation as well. 
Well, because a lot of times I love the fact that that um, when you're having one of these sessions and you're talking to somebody, you'll ask them a question. I'm sure this happens to you all the time. You'll ask them a question that they hadn't thought of. Mm-hmm. And suddenly it'll come roaring up and it will become a major deal. And if you do it by yourself, a lot of times you're not even going to think about it. Right. Because when you're feeling the feelings and you're kind of just in it, you know, I describe that as being in like the eye of a tornado, you're inside of it, everything's whirling around, swirling around. And um, when you work with a practitioner, they're on the outside and they can see things differently and, um, and help you to get out of that middle of the eye of it. Yeah. And then it can really be a life changing experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you very much for coming on the show today. Thank I've you so much it. for having me. I really enjoyed this time tonight. Is it, it went, now are you back east? I am. So it's dinner time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to thank you for being here. Is there before we go, is there anything else that you would like to share with our audience? I would just say give your gift, give yourself the gift of of exploring the things that you're curious about and um don't give up in in searching for an answer for yourself. Because quite frankly, that answer is out there. Mm-hmm. It's within, it's in here. <laughs> yes. You yeah. just you just need to uncover all the layers to get it out so that it, it'll shine through. Exactly. And then your life, it, and it can really be a life-changing experience. Absolutely. So, so Lauren, I appreciate it. What you having for dinner? got to go figure that out (laughs) (laughs) you know most people that i talk to say that i don't know walk in there and see what it feels like so um so that's that's awesome so thank you so much for being here and uh we will we will talk again i want to have you on the radio show as well and uh have fun with that so thank uh, you so much if you'll wait right there i'll be right back okay Hey, thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end. Please give us a like and subscribe to this channel. This has been a production of PositiveTalkRadio.net. Please visit our website, oddly named PositiveTalkRadio.net, for more details about us and our mission, which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember... Be kind to one another because each other's all we got.